Blog Talk Radio. This is the 4 FCS Fanatics Radio Show with your hosts, Adam Willie, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton. And now, here's the show. Hey everyone, thank Welcome. you and welcome the four FCS fanatics. Um, we have three of us here right now, Jeff and Dakota, and Adam will be here with us in about 15 minutes or so. I'm Preston. Um, so, hey guys, how are y'all doing tonight? We're good. How are you? Uh, it's uh, 35 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you said 35 nothing now? Uh, yeah, 35 nothing with 8.55 left in the second quarter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this, yeah this, this I might... saw the poll earlier. I didn't participate in this one, but I saw the poll about how much uh, will JMU win by, and, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to be blunt. I don't know if you well, probably didn't pay that much to Robert Morris, but they played a D2 school, Virginia State, last week, and they were down – um, 19 to seven in the fourth quarter, and had to storm back with an onside kick and block a field goal to win 22 to 19. Oh this my is, goodness! Yeah, this is this is not a good team. This is like bad. And tack on the fact that JMU only played one quarter last week. Um, I, I figured that this would be ugly, and the, and the sad thing is the starters are going to be in for longer than usual because they didn't get the reps last week. So, we can you see know, what a problem they have is the starters are going to be in because they didn't get their reps in the prior game. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, good for JMU. It's, you know, it, it'll, I'm sure, uh, be a good practice for them, basically, as they're getting ready for their conference schedule. Precisely. And, I mean, they have William & Mary coming up next week. They'll be they'll be up for that game. Um it's going to be a special. I don't know if you. Well, I'm sure you guys are aware. It's um Jimmy Laylock's last season at William and Mary, and he's been there for 40 years. Yeah. So um. I heard that. That's be, yeah, that's going to be a special game for us, um, and I'm sure that we're going to be up. I hope that we do something like give him a standing ovation, but I'm sure we will. Jamie has very uh, self-aware fans. Um, so um, in the spirit of something that just happened, before we jump into what happened last week, uh, were you guys? Pay, uh, <clears throat> we already talked about uh, that Richmond game. Uh, let's tell the people. What happened? Yeah, what a finish there at at St. Francis. Now, first of all, let's set it up. I mean, St. Francis got moved to – the game got moved to St. Francis, of course, because of Hurricane Florence. At least it didn't get canceled or postponed. So, you know, so St. Francis opens their doors to the Spiders. And and up they come, and and they played one heck of a game today. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually watched the entire game, and um, of course, and I'm not even trying to be a JMU fanboy and be critical of Richmond for being critical sake, but they just did not look good at all. Um, in the first half, all of their points came from uh, special teams. That being a miscue by St. Francis on a. Uh, um, on a punt that they just hiked into the back of the end zone, and then they and then uh, Richmond scored on a run back for a touchdown 
um, with their one player that looked dangerous, but um, it, it just looked like Richmond was not there to play that game, and St. Francis was all about it. Um, and then St. Francis scores a touchdown with two minutes left, and for the first time in the entire game, Richmond looked like they had a competent offense. And that's how they won the game. It ended up being 27-23. Uh, I'm sorry, 30-27. Uh, to 27. Um, You know, hats off to Richmond for kind of grinding it out and, you know, digging real deep to, you know, have some pride if in anything in your freaking conference because that would have been an awful look for the CAA, even if it was an away game on a really funky week. You expect a team like Richmond, even if they don't, make it to the playoffs to make it to, to go into St. Francis of all places and win. So that was a, almost a very, very, very shocking result. And I must admit, it made me nervous for about a split second when JMU took the field with Robert Morris. <laughs> Hold on, what, what was that? You were a little soft on me there. Um, I, uh, it made me like nervous for thirty seconds um, about JMU and Robert Morris because of what happened to Richmond. Oh jeez, yeah, uh, yeah, nothing against it. You, I think you can pretty much rest assured, JMU will be fine all year long. Oh, I was being, I, mean, I was being facetious. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was not actually worried. I mean, I, I knew JMU was going. Like I said, they played a quarter last week. Um, so I didn't have any, I didn't think that anything out of the ordinary was going to happen. The only out of the ordinary thing that could happen is if Robert Morris scores more than 10 points. So that's where I am in this game. Um, so uh, let's not wait for Adam too, too long to get into what was a very interesting week last week. So um Let's start with Jeff. Jeff, what did you see last week that kind of um, caught your eye in terms of games, maybe in your conference or just overall? You know, honestly, and I hate to say it because it's hard to be a fanatic sometimes because I'm reading most of this stuff. Um, so, honestly, I really didn't have anything that, that made me go, oh, wow. I mean, there were a lot of matchups last week I thought. And I'm just—I'm not just talking about my three conferences, but I'm just talking about overall. I mean, there's a, there was a lot of matchups last week that were just, yay! All right, yeah, let's get on to next week. You know, let's get this let's get this show started and, and let's get to the, some of our conference schedules because some of these matchups were just horrible. You know, yeah. I feel I felt sorry for some of the teams that were that were having kind of like I'm feeling sorry a little bit for Robert Morris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, I I look forward to the to the good football games, you know, especially like in the, and I've always said the Pioneer it might not be the best football, but it's always competitive and it's always fun to watch. So yeah, I look forward to things like that. I look forward to uh, I look forward to some of these games going, you know, later on in the, in the season. Cool, cool. Um, Dakota, what about you? I'm gonna turn my attention to the SWAC, and there were there were I would say three games that really really caught my eye just in the SWAC alone, believe it or not. And first, it was North Alabama going to Alabama A&M and beating the Bulldogs, which isn't a huge shocker. But I'm, North Alabama is being competitive in their first year in the FCS level, so it's good to see you know win on the road instead of Utah. 
been on the road against Alabama and they're two and zero. Gonna be interesting mm-hmm. to see them matched up against North Coast State. I think it's gonna get ugly, but it's just interesting to see. And then mm-hmm. I'm gonna give a huge round of applause to Prairie View. They didn't win, but they're showing against Sam Houston State and just their showing in the beginning of the season has really caught my attention, especially with the mm-hmm. third game of the SWAC that caught my attention, and that was Grambling State just getting wiped by Northwestern State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, was I, I saw surprised. that. I was, yeah. I was surprised that Grambling got beat that bad. I, I expected that was going to be a lot closer game. I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened with – I don't know what's going down at Grambling, but once I saw that, in my opinion now, and, uh, you know, Dakota, you can always give your two cents, but for me, the SWAC is basically between Southern and Prairie View now, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grambling's got to bounce back in a big way. They better. <laughs> but if they, yeah, but if they, obviously, I mean, it's kind of like John Madden speaking, but if they play like that, they're, yeah, they're mm-hmm. not going to win the SWAC this year. Exactly. Um, but other than that, you know, everything kind of went according to plan in your book? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Adam should be here any minute now, so I guess I will go next. Um, we had a barn burner up in the Patriot League, the Campbell Campbells versus uh, Georgetown. The Hoyas fell short. <laughs> And, you know, Campbell didn't look bad yesterday either against Coastal. And Coastal showed the fact that they're a Division I uh, uh, FBS team now. So, um, you know, hats off to the um, Camels on a short week as well for playing so well. Um, well, you know, it was they, almost a day with destiny for them because isn't that the first time they've played, the Camels have played on hump day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it just kind of worked out that way. Um yeah. So yeah, I, I I just had like one eye on that game just because I was somewhat interested. Um, let's let I'm, I'm going to look back here. Um, you know, everybody knows what happened to JMU, so we don't need to go over that. Um, Maine. Um, you know, they've been definitely a surprise for everybody up here in the CAA. Um, going to Western Kentucky, coming back from 21 nothing down, and from basically from that point on, really dominating the game. Um, they were up 31-21 to 21 with, I think, four minutes left or something. Like, second half, it was all main. They looked like a team that was completely in control. Um, and to be quite honest, you know, that might be a very scary team for some teams in the CAA that they weren't necessarily looking for. Um, so we'll see what happens with Maine. Right now I think they're mostly a 15-20 to 20 in most polls right now. Um but, you know, hats off to the Black Bears for taking out an FPS team on the road. Now, I would also like to go to Rhode Island. Now, we take this with a grain of salt because it was Albany, and I, I think most people thought that it was going to be Albany and Rhode Island at the bottom of the CAA this year. But at the end of the third quarter, it was Rhode Island 45, Albany 7. And I think for those of us who weren't watching the game religiously, general consensus is that Rhodey took the gas off the pedal, pulled their starters, and let um, some of their backups get in the game, which is why it ended up being 45-26 to 26 at the end of the game. Um, that being said, though, Rhode Island looks like they are going to be the real deal this year. 
what what the, my question with them is when they do come up a te- against a team like a Nova or a James Madison or even an Elon, how's their depth going to look? Because if you pull your starters and your second unit doesn't look all that great, um, you know, that can fly against Albany when you have a 30-some point lead. But if you're going to go up against like a JMU and something happens and they're going up tempo, that's where Rhode Island's really going to get tested. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try and prophesize or anything. I'm done with that. The CAA is topsy-turvy. <laughs> um, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens with them this year. They've always kind of been on the cusp, and it's nice to see them breaking out. Um, let's see. Other things in the CAA. Nova, they went to Lehigh, did their thing. I don't think anybody expected anything else. Nova's looking like they're going to be the second, um, second best team in the CAA this year um, to JMU, and they'll be playing for the conference title. Um, what else do we have? Um, from the CAA, I really think that's it. Delaware did what they were supposed to do. Richmond did what they were supposed to do. Um, Towson played Wake Forest. They looked okay. Um, they have uh, Joe Flacco's younger brother uh, for their quarterback, and he looks like he has quite an arm on him, so they'll be an interesting team this year. Um, but other than that, the uh, the Patriot League also played a lot of the CAA past week, so I'm not really going to get into the Patriot League um, just because that would be kind of double-dipping. But let me touch on the MEAC real quick. I was wrong about Howard. They got demolished. Um, it was kind of, <laughs> oh, sorry. Joe, Jimmy Moreland caught a touch, uh, interception for a touchdown. He's oh, now cool. the uh, – He's now the leading interception uh, guy for uh, JMU all time. It's forty-four nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just was yeah. looking here. I've got uh, NCAA.com up. I saw the thirty-eight. I, I haven't seen that yet. And uh, by the yeah, way, Tennessee it. Tech just went up on Utah State three nothing. Nice. I might try and find that yeah. game later. Okay, before I was so rudely interrupted by Jimmy Moreland, um, <laughs> I was going to talk about the MEAC. Um, yeah, Howard, not a great showing. Um, I expected more from them. Then again, this did happen to them last year. Um, or it happened in the third game last, last year when they played Richmond, and they just fell off after playing two FBS teams so closely. Um, looks like Adam's about to join us. Hello, Adam. What's up, guys? We are. Uh, we've gone through most of our conferences. I had a. I had a bit of a flub up because Jimmy Moreland caught an interception, so I just yelled on the radio. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> in case you didn't know, it's forty-five to nothing, JMU right now. Well, uh, I have that game up. I'm sorry. I have that game up right now, actually. Okay, so you know what's up. All right. So um, I, yeah. So I was just talking about Howard and how they were very disappointing to me last week. Which you know I really can't get on them too much. It is an opponent, and they did play two of them right at the beginning of the year. I just wanted a little more out of the Bison. Um, so the the Miac also had a pretty brutal week outside of Bethune Cookman beating up on a D two school, which again really not meant, worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina A and T. I was very interested to see how they would look coming right out of the gate after Jacksonville State winning that big game and then winning another game against East Carolina. 
And they were a little sluggish in the first half, but, you know, kind of picked it up in the second half and put it on them. Uh, so they ended up winning that game 45-6 to six or 45-7, something like that. So A&T looks like they're the real deal. Looks like they have a bye week to get healthy this week. But other than that, I think I'm done with my conferences for the last week. So, Adam, why don't you tell us what happened in your Ooh. neck of the woods this weekend? Well, of course, in the Big Sky, our game of the week was a thriller. Boy, did Gugu look good last week. That and their defense. Web, Niz, Imba Webster, he's had a great season. He had another great game last week with over almost 200 receiving yards. And their running back, Sam McPherson, had a, almost 200 rushing yards as well. And that, <clears throat> that in the big sky, I think the other big game to look at was probably the Weber State-Cal Poly game. 24-17, Weber State pulled it out. Then, right in the big sky, it was a good game to point out. Then the Valley, let's look. Pull that up. See that will look for me. The one game I could comment on in the Valley was Western playing uh, at Champaign. You know, it was nice that they showed up and, and they, they, they put up a good fight for the first half, but you know, unfortunately, they, they just kind of they they got overpowered in the second half. That's pretty much the way it was. Mm-hmm. And penalties killed them. You know, I actually looked good for once. And you would think uh, the team. Um, I'm not sure if I would call that looking good. Well, compared to what I've seen them, how I've seen them play in the past, they look not terrible. Or at least in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, nothing against it, though. They are not ready for their Big Ten schedule. That's all I'll say. No. I think another good game to point out in the Valley this week was Ole Miss, Southern Illinois. It was. was, The score was 41. I think it was 41-41 or something like that at the end of the third quarter. So, Southern was... They were right in it with Ole Miss until the fourth quarter, and that's when Ole Miss pulled away. I think Southern was winning at halftime, too. So Southern's going to be a good team to look out for this year in the playoffs. You know, I think I think of them kind of like in that um, uh, what's uh, main category where mm-hmm. kind of always around the middle, middle bottom-ish. But it looks like they might yeah. be able to make this year. I think they could be a maybe close to playoff contention this year. I'll give you that because Southern is definitely, you know, we've been hearing that they've been rebuilding for a long time, but they're definitely, they are definitely a, a stronger team this year than we've seen from the Salukis in the past. So. It's going to not be an easy trip to Carbondale. Carbondale. Oh, for sure. Their quarterback looks really good. Uh, 
other than that, for the Valley, the only other good win, really, for the Valley was South Dakota State beating Montana State big. Yeah. South Dakota State, they, they proved everyone's thoughts on how they would do this year, and they did really well against Montana State after losing their top two receivers. And I, and I think that that's south? Kind of what was that? I so said I think that's what everybody was kind of waiting to see. Like we we figured that they would not completely mm-hmm. drop, like maybe still top ten to fifteen, but yeah, they look like in the top five without a doubt, no problem. You know, I have no problem voting them in at three on my poll until they I don't look up. until they until they look bad or they lose. Yeah. And <laughs> quite frankly, I don't really see either one of those happening anytime soon. Now, granted, that was one game, and it was early. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you you know, first game after kind of a letdown and not being able to play in your opener, they, they couldn't have looked any better, mm-hmm. honestly, against a, um, what most would consider a uh, quasi-quality opponent. Yeah, no kidding. Other than that, in the Valley, there wasn't many really – Good games last week. So now the Southland. Sam Houston State. I don't even. They did not look good at all in that game. They barely pulled it out against A and M. I think pulled it out is really the only good. Pulled it out the only way. Yeah. Then, see. Other than that, in that conference, the only other really good game was probably Central Arkansas and Murray State. Central Arkansas winning by 13, but other than that, there wasn't many good games in my conferences. Glad the Ivy League finally starts this week. (laughs) So, Adam, I'm going to hand the reins over to you since you probably have a solidified, quote-unquote, um, schedule for us. So, um, Not yep. really. <laughs> uh, we want to go into previews? Sure, the week? sounds good. I'm good with anyone that. Pref- anyone prefer to lead off? or? Um, I can lead off if you guys if you guys want me to. All right. Okay. okay. That works. So, um... I'm going to start from the bottom and go to the top. So for the Patriot League, um, starting off, I have Yale at Holy Cross. Now, this is so this isn't so much a Holy Cross pick since we kind of know what we're going to get with Holy Cross, um, aka not going to be the greatest football of all time. But a lot of people are intrigued by Yale because Yale is a team that a lot of people think that if the Ivies would play in the playoffs. Yale be there and would be able to make noise because they're getting some four-star recruits that usually would be recruited by the uh, by the big guys. Um, so Yale at Holy Cross, um, that's my first pick. And then my second pick from the Patriot is Stony Brook at Fordham. And the reason why I picked that one is because I really, well, originally I wanted to up the way that Richmond looked against Fordham versus 
what Stony Brook looked like against Fordham. Now, that's going to be looking a little funky because Richmond just looked so awful, like awful against um, St. Francis that, you know, whatever Stony Brook does against Fordham, they can only look bad at now, that being said, this is going to be an away game. Um, these teams know each other very well. And, and Stony Brook still has something to prove. Yes, they made the playoffs last year. Yes, they did pretty good in conference. Um, you know, we're not shaming them. But, you know, last year when they said, yeah, we're the conference champ, blah, 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 I guess what happened? Jamie waxed them in the playoffs. They could barely score. We had a squirrel score more points than them in that game, famously. Um, so I'm just really looking to see what Stony Brook is going to be able to do um, against, you know, a not-so-quality opponent. We're, we're not looking for them to barely beat Fordham. We want to see them kind of beat them down. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, next is the MEAC for me, and that was hard because of the hurricane that's currently ripping through North Carolina. But Jackson State at Florida A&M I think will be a fascinating game because both of these teams are teams that should be on the come-up, hypothetically. Um, FAMU has always had a very strong program, but since – trying to go FBS and having that fall through in the early 90s. Things have kind of fallen through um, with them. So it'll be interesting. Um, a lot of people have been saying that FAMU can kind of, you know, make a little bit of a comeback, look a little bit better this year. And and Jackson State's kind of in the same vein. Um, they've had a good program before. A few years ago, they actually had a really, really good quarterback. But they've just kind of been floating around and not even mediocrity. They've just been bad. So I'm just looking at that game, trying to see who um, among those teams will, um, you know, step up and show and say, hey, we would like to potentially um, compete for the national title this year. Um, and, of course, if Jackson State brings their band, that's going to be a band battle between, like, maybe two of the top ten marching bands in the country, which would be really awesome. And for my next MEAC game, I have Morgan State at Albany. And the reason why I actually have this game, you might be thinking, well, these two teams suck, which they do. And again, keep in mind, this is a hurricane week, so work with me. But genuinely, I want to see Albany come out in this game and actually show me something. They've been in the CAA for a few years, and they've kind of been floating at the bottom, Um like, they've been there as a place filler for UMass, which is unfortunate. So I really want to see Albany come out here and, you know, kind of put a statement on a MEAC team that, you know, other than Delaware State, Morgan State is the worst MEAC team, you know, like over the past five or six years. Like, it's just been awful. So uh, for that game, I'm really just looking for Albany, since it's at home, um, to really put it on a team that they should beat easily. And Albany doesn't have a bad defense. Um they really don't. So I'm, I'm really looking for Albany to step up that game. Um, if it's close, that probably won't be the best look again for the CAA, and I'll just put it that, leave it at that. Okay, now on to my CAA games. I have Cornell at Delaware. So for Delaware, the um, reason why I picked this game is, one, again, it's a first game for Cornell. Get to see them right off the bat, see how they're looking. Um, but for Delaware, uh, this is really going to be the game where we're going to see what they're made of. Because, as we all know, they lost to Rhode Island 21-19 to in the, in the, um, at the beginning of the year, which nobody saw coming. Now we learned that Rhodey's pretty darn good. Then Delaware came back and uh, I think with, yeah, Lafayette, you know, they beat them 37 to nothing. 
that's exactly what they're supposed to do. And Delaware has real defense. Um, that can't be denied. Next next week when they play North Dakota State, that's going to be a defensive battle until basically North Dakota State breaks through, in my opinion. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, though. Um, so in this game, I'm, I'm really just looking for Delaware to have a, a good, a, a nice signature win. Um, because if they, if they don't look convincing against Cornell, they're going to have a rough, rough go at the CAA because there's a lot of teams that are at that middle trying to rise to the top that are going to, um, you know, take down the big dogs, which is why New Hampshire's in a lot of trouble. They're going to be 0-3. They play, they play Colorado this week. They're not winning that game. Um, so, you know, UNH is 0-3. It's, it's, it's Delaware's time to step up. It's going to be them and Nova, Elon, and Maine, and Rhode Island potentially, um, all vying for playoff spots along with JMU. So, this is this is a game for Delaware to really make a statement and say, hey, yeah, we got beat by Rhodey, but but we're the real deal this year. Um, don't sleep on us. And those are all of the games that I have. Um, right for now, just so everybody knows, it's halftime and it is fifty-two to nothing, James Madison. <laughs> do they do they break a hundred tonight, or do they? Do they, they what? Take their foot off the accelerator. Um, the, that was a, a backup running back that ran the 80 yards. So I think that they do have quite a few. Um, I didn't really get a good look at the um, at the O line. I know that they still had their defensive starters in, and they made a stop after Robert Morris did a little bit of movement. But I highly doubt that they're going to have the starters in for much past the latter part of the third quarter. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I'm done with my conferences. If you all have any questions, uh, please feel free to ask. I'm all ears. No, I'm right now good. I, I thought that was a pretty good wrap-up of, of your conferences, especially seeing yeah, you've got the hurricane to deal with, so do I. Um, yeah. You know, I was just looking at my big South games. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, let's say that we had we had Campbell play at Coastal Carolina yesterday. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there you go. You, you, Campbell starts off the week well, as as you would expect, how they would start off the week, even against a weak FBS team. Yeah, it was at least a good game for the first half. Um, Coastal Carolina, though, unfortunately, put up put up uh, looks looks like thirty four points in the second half and and, and took that game. Another game that's been rescheduled for tomorrow night is, is Gardner-Webb hosting Western Carolina. You know, that's a 5 o'clock game uh, there. I, I think that'll be a fairly good game. You know, I think uh, I think so will Monmouth and Lafayette on Saturday. I, I think Monmouth needs that win. Uh, they, they definitely, they're on the road. It, it's, it's not the most difficult team in Lafayette. But it's not a horrible team that they're going to be facing, so I think they need to win that game. And then mm-hmm. I think the game that that could, uh, you know, possibly be a, a trap game for Kennesaw State is that they are hosting Alabama State, and I, I'm looking forward to that matchup. Actually, I think that'll be a fun matchup. I think Kennesaw State will win, but I think that'll be a fun matchup for them. So, just a second here. Let me go over to my. I'm going to go to my Northeast uh, Conference games. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I also have that Robert Morris game on my on my thing. And then, of course, we just also, you know, at the beginning of the show, we were kind of talking about Richmond and St. Francis there. 
the rest of my games are all on Saturday in that in that conference. Dayton and Duquesne. Um, I think Dayton should win that game. At least that's what, that's my thought. Dayton hasn't impressed me this this year yet, though. You know, I, I've been expecting a little bit more out of them, and I was expecting that they that they'd handle their you know their opponents pretty well so far. I haven't seen seen that breakout game yet. So if they if they've got one, they need to go on the road to Pittsburgh and take that. Um, We've got Wagner facing Montana State. I think Montana State will easily take that. Uh, Central 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 Connecticut State is taking on Columbia this weekend in Connecticut. You know, of course, uh, it's it's hard to, to judge that game. You know, we don't know what Columbia's got yet. You know, they yeah. haven't played yet, so it's going to be hard. And then you've got Marist and Bryant. Ah, it'll be a competitive game. You know, that'll be the fun part about that game, I think. It'll be competitive. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to my games in the in the Northeast Conference. And then finally in the Pioneer League. Let me go over here. We've got Guilford and Davidson playing tonight. Uh Davidson just beating up on a division team. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I've never seen that, that name before actually. Um <laughs> And again, we've got we've got uh, Dayton, you know, again over here. Again, Duquesne, if they want if they want to compete in the conference, they're going to have to take that game. San Diego comes to Harvard. Yes. Yes, I think that'll be a fun game. I think San Diego will take it on the road at Harvard. I mean, I don't. I. But what do we know yet? We don't know Harvard yet. Yeah, so we're, we'll, you know, we'll we'll have to look to see how that game's going to go. Uh, we've got Missouri S and T at Drake. I'm I'm not sure, but Missouri S and T. I think that's Division two school as well, isn't it? Yep, they are. I'm, yeah, yeah. They so are. I think Drake's got that game there, equally. So. You know, I think Drake is one is still one of the better teams in the Pioneer. So I think that'll be a, an easy game for for Drake. Uh, Youngstown State hosts Valpo. Really? Valpo, Valpo, Valpo. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting much coming there. Um, Maris and Bryant again. You know, again, some I've had a lot of crossover here. We've got Princeton and Butler. I don't know what the what these two teams have, but but my 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 gut's already going towards Princeton on this. I'm just saying. Um, Austin Pay versus Moorhead State. What do you think there? I mean, AP. Yeah. Okay. And then Stetson and Presbyterian and Walsh and Jacksonville were canceled. So, you know, of course they're 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 battening down the hatches at those schools this this week. So, and that that covers my conferences, guys. All right, so I guess I'll do mine. I'll start off with Big Sky. Where my games go? There we go. Started off probably with South Dakota and Weber State. Both teams are one and one. South Dakota looks really good this year. And then after losing the star quarterback last year, Weber State, I haven't really watched that much yet, so I don't know really anything about them yet, but they look good. 
on paper. And then the other game I'm probably going to go with is Montana and Western. Montana's 2-0. and They've looked okay so far this season. They blew an early lead against UNI in game one. We had a close game the first half against Drake. In Western, it's hard to tell anything really from them yet because they've had some good first half. Yes, you can probably back me up on this. And they've had some pretty poor second half. You know, honestly, I'm not. Well, again, I don't. I don't consider the Illinois game kind of fair. Yeah. But honestly, I thought that they played a, a good all-around game at, at Montana State. You know, they. But what's going to kill them if they if they if they go down in this game? I'll mark my words. It's been the same thing that that got them at Montana State. It's going to be the penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, Western has not played a clean game really yet. They need to they need to figure this out real quick because our conference schedule is just going to be brutal if we don't. Oof. So, looking at the schedule. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think that Montana. Boy, this is a game Western should. I'm not going to say that we're going to dominate, but I mean, this is the game that we should be. We should take it down to the end and win this. Well, I think it's going to be a boring game. Yeah, yeah. If then, we don't, just write off. We're not. We're not going to the playoffs this year. You know, <laughs> if we don't win this game. Let's tell how you're going to feed in conference. I'm sorry. I said, let's somehow you guys go undefeated in the conference, then you can. You get that automatic. Game. Yeah, it's the Missouri Valley. Let's face it. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Really, the only other game to look at in Big Sky is really Eastern Washington and Washington State. That's just because it's the SDS-FBS matchup. I think Washington State will probably win it, but I think it could be a close game. And for the first time this season, we can talk about the Ivy League. We got starting tomorrow night, one of my games I had since Someone took my Yale Holy Cross game. Sorry about that. I'm going to go with Brown and Cal Poly. I'd like to see how Brown does against Cal Poly. I think it's a good test to start off the season for Brown. See if they can stop Cal Poly's star running back who's been stopped twice so far this year for under 100 yards. I think it's going to be a good test for Brown. And just for Preston, I think my other game is going to be Georgetown and Dartmouth. Yeah. Hey, that Dartmouth should be is, for them. Dartmouth is a decent football team. I think Georgetown, though, could go in and beat them. I don't know much about them, but I think Georgetown might be able to go in and beat Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. You know more about them than I do, Preston. About Georgetown? George- yeah. Yeah, uh, they suck. <laughs> um, so, um, honestly, yeah, they, they won one game this year. It's probably going to be the only game that they win. Their best chance at another win was against Campbell. Um, that's that's just me being honest. Um, the team, like, D.C. has not had good football the last few years between them and Howard actually in the city. 
and that's not even me getting into the University of Maryland shambles, which is like maybe 15 miles away tops. But anyway, yeah, Georgetown is a basketball school through and through. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was actually doing some reading up on Catholic universities that used to have football teams like Marquette and whatnot, and they used to be really good. Georgetown is one of Georgetown, Boston College, and I think Notre Dame are one of like three or four Catholic universities that still have football. I think there's one more that's also Division One, but yeah, these are basketball schools through and through, with the exception of Notre Dame, of course. And yeah, I wouldn't expect anything from Georgetown. Um, they have a porous offense, and their defense can get shredded by the most mediocre of teams. So. I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd go with that game. And so that's really all that's really good in that I believe it hasn't been covered by either of you two guys. Then maybe one of the Valley. I've already covered, I've already talked about two of those games. Only two really, really decent games are Eastern Illinois and Indiana State. They were playing for, this is the... I think that was 93rd meeting between Eastern and Indiana State. Let's it. Well, it was, it was a little Eastern hard to... Was, it was... Eastern Illinois and Indiana State, the rivalry game this week. They played 83 times since 1901 through 2009. And in Eastern Illinois' favorite, 40... 
I think Zeke barely pulls it out by like a touchdown. And then that wraps up my conferences for games that I had picked out for the week. Dakota? Yeah. Is it my turn now? All right. So, okay. Okay, start off with the the SOCON Conference, the Southern Conference. Um, They had a really good matchup this week, Colgate and Furman, but that game's been canceled due to the hurricane. So I I shifted the gears to Mercer and Samford. Um, Conference opener, Samford coming off that just crushing defeat against Florida State. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they back, how they bounce back from that. Like you know, they led the whole game, then gave up the lead with just over four minutes left, and then, but they, the Hodges torched Florida State's defense, threw for just under 500 yards, a couple scores. He did have four interceptions, but he was able to throw it all over the field against Florida State. So I expect him to do the same thing against Mercer. But it's just an interesting. You know, where's their mindset going to be? It is at home. It's in Birmingham. Mercer is not a team to take lightly. They've just kind of they're kind of a middle of the road uh, team in the conference. So, and they're coming off a big, big win against Jacksonville. The Dolphins, not the Gamecocks. So <laughs> that was one of them. And then another one that kind of intrigues me is Western Carolina and Gardner Webb. Another another mind doesn't get yeah. Um, Western Carolina they started their their season last week at home against I assume a D two school Newberry, and they only won by a touchdown. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Catamounts can be a little more impressive than they were last week, and they do have it at home. They are at home again. Um, going to the OVC. Not a lot to choose from, um, but I'm start with Southeast Missouri and Southern Illinois. Uh, CMO blew out Dayton last week, and then Southern Illinois has been one of the more impressive teams, I would say, early on. You know, they had a really good showing last week against Ole Miss, kind of the same thing as Sanford, that they kind of gave away quicker than what Sanford did. But they were hanging with Ole Miss, and then they had no problem in their first game against Murray State, another OVC opponent. And this is at Southern Illinois in Carbondale. So I don't expect the Salukis to have much trouble with SEMO. But if they want to make some noise in the Valley, this is the type of – you just got to keep doing what you're doing and play like you did last week against Ole Miss. And another one in the OVC is Chattanooga and Tennessee Martin in-state, in-state foes here. You know, Tennessee Martin has been kind of disappointing the last few years. You know, they're always projected to be, you know, a top – to your top three team in the OVC, but they never seem to get to that point. Chattanooga also had a very disappointing season last year, so it's just kind of see which team can get the much-needed win, which team can rebound more from their recent struggles and take over, especially just being in in-state. Uh, I think this is Tennessee Martin's home opener. Um, and then the SWAC, there wasn't a lot to choose from. As well, because a lot, of, a lot of these teams are playing FBS opponents, and like for instance, Arkansas playing Pine Bluff is playing South Dakota State, and then 
I think Jeff had it earlier. Alabama State's playing Kennesaw State. I don't see those being anywhere near close. So I decided on Texas Southern and Alcorn. Um, I haven't made a pick yet on that game, but that's just another it's a, you know early conference game. Preston and I kind of talked about earlier that you know how Prairie View is playing now and how Grambling got whipped earlier or last week. This is kind of Southern versus Prairie View's conference right now, but just one of these teams just needs confidence and which team can build a get a that early early season confidence booster, you know, with an early early season conference game. Sad Alcorn. So if one of these teams want to make some noise in the swag, just redo it. Is I think that's the intriguing matchup of the SWAC. That's all I had for my three conferences. Okay, um, awesome. Um, so, does any do do any of you all have the uh, fan questions pulled up right now? Um, I've got like I was 10 just going to apps. those. I just saw. I wonderful. Ouch. My knee just cracked like an old man. Welcome to my world. Thank you very much. Anyway. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being old. I'm just saying it cracked like an old man. My knees have been cracking like that since I was 18, though, so I'll just say that. Yeah, it happened for me when I was 19 after doing the Macy's Day Parade. Um, have been the same since. Yeah, I, four years, uh, well, a couple of years across country, you know, a couple of marathons. Yeah, my knees just, uh, they like me, but they're not they're not very happy with me most of the time. Yeah, yeah, I, it happens. Yeah. You know, nothing against it. I, I was looking for the questions, and the one that, the, the thought that crossing my mind was I saw a, a post on here earlier. I even commented on it. Uh, trying to get some ideas for the future. What do you think are the best foods to tailgate with? Did we all comment on that? I know Preston. I thought I saw something from you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, uh, people, uh, as I'm sure they do in a whole bunch of other places. And granted, I haven't been tailgating in a while, but. The thing about me that I love about tailgating is everybody always has their own mix on something, and it's always fantastic. Like, it's very rare that you walk up to a tailgate and you're like, oh, well, that was unfortunate. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Why did they waste their time with that? Yeah. No, and I I like the chili idea that, but, you know, nothing against it for me. I'm going to be traveling to a tailgate. Uh, no, I'm probably not going to do chili. I'm probably going to do something that I can grill. So that's the reason why I was going with the brats. Uh, you know, not a big Johnsonville guy. I'm more of a of a Sheboygan uh, or a Clement, uh, which, of course, you get up in Wisconsin. But, uh, yeah, those are my favorite ones to put on the grill. Cool. Cool. My favorite probably the one that I mentioned was Chicken wrapped in bacon. We had it for week one this year, and it was really good. Chicken wrapped in bacon is just... 
anything wrapped in bacon is good. So I mean, come on, that's all. That's all good. That's true. That's true. Anything really, anything's bacon. <laughs> that's very true. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so just uh, we want to move on to some, we move on to fan questions. Yeah, let's yeah. go do it. We're ready. Right. Pull up this one. The first question we had was from JMU, everyone's favorite JMU admin, Lawrence Smith. He asked, "Will any team's seasons be adversely affected by having to reschedule games due to Hurricane Florence?" Um, uh, can, can I answer this question? Yeah. yeah, feel free. Um, somebody asked me, wow, sorry, 90-yard touchdown by um, Carden, uh, by Marcus Marshall. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm watching the game. Um, no, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, I, I really can't see them negatively affecting them because it's it's nature. How, how can you give – how can you mm-hmm. make like, – stock a team for – like? It's the same thing as last week with JMU in the rain. How are you going to drop a team in the poll, a team that you see what they're doing right now? Um, yeah. How, how are you going to drop a team like that in the polls just because Mother Nature didn't cooperate? Um, now, that being said, there are some conference games that will need to be um, you know, rescheduled, reworked, and retooled and whatnot. Um, but, for example, Colgate and Furman, that just got straight up canceled. Um Unless Furman goes undefeated, um, I really don't see it really making much of a big difference when it comes to the playoff choices, just because, you know, I'm not sure that that game would have added much more to their resume. And I think most others are just going to try and reschedule them. And and I forget the the lady's name, but she brought up a fair point. What happens if some of these games would have some implications? And I... You know, and I'm looking at the games that were straight up canceled. You you look at Elon, and and that's the only game Elon at William and Mary. Is that the only game? That's the only one really. Right, I think that's the only game that's really making me go, "Oh wow, that that game needed to be rescheduled." You know. So and that and that's what I. Like most most of the teams that needed to move their games or make it work, they made it work. And I think you know, had Jamie maybe gotten in a full game against Norfolk State, we might not have played Robert Morris this weekend. Um, but I think we all wanted a, a full game, um, and also to play at home. But yeah, exactly. And Elon actually, Elon and William Mary was going to be one of my CAA games because. I thought it was going to be a really, really good test for Elon, and it was going to be a really good test for William and Mary to see where they were. What I see them doing is try and finagle some sort of Wednesday or Thursday game, kind of like we saw here, um, based around where they can kind of float a bye week, because that's really what they're—that's really the only option that they have. Um, now I know that the CAA will be very adamant about getting it done. So I expect the CAA to kind of put their two cents in as well, maybe ask other teams to be a little more flexible. Um, you know, again, it's Mother Nature. But but in terms of that fans question, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I seriously doubt that um, or I would hope that the people that do these rankings and these playoff rankings would not say, oh, 
JMU only played a quarter against Norfolk State. Screw them. Or, you know, oh, Colgate wasn't able to play against Furman, but they won their conference, so we're going to make them face James Madison because we don't know what they are. Like, I, I would like to think that they have, you know, better brain function than that, if that makes sense. I, I, yeah. That's just, and that makes sense. Maybe you guys think differently. I just don't see it. I feel the same way. Yeah, uh, and the only the, the only game that, that I, again, I would see that they would want to make up, and, I, again, it's straight out canceled, is Elon and William and Mary. You know, that would have been, as you as you said, that that would have been a fun matchup uh, to, to, to witness. That game canceled. Which game? That game was postponed. Uh, NCAA is calling been. it canceled. So I'm seeing here on here on sports, and the update was, Night at four o'clock at four thirty, and it said it's resident now. It's postponed until after this game. See if they can make it up. Okay. Yeah, because right now NCAA.com is saying that it's canceled. So that's the reason why I temporarily. Yes, it's temporarily postponed. So got it. I mean that game needs to be played. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that the conference. Woof, I don't think that the conference would allow them to get away with not playing that game. And I think that both of those teams would want to play that game because I think both of those teams would go into that game thinking that they could win that game. Certainly Elon, but even William and Mary, they played very well last year, and Elon looks better. But not like William and Mary has looked bad this year. They just played away at Bucknell and then they played a hyped up Virginia Tech team. So. Um, I'm not really sure about William and Mary just yet. I just don't think that they're going to be a playoff team. So, yeah, I think that that like, and what I just thought is, if there is a way for Elon, because I think that game is played at William and Mary, if there's a yeah. way for them to get to William and Mary on Tuesday and play that game Tuesday, mm-hmm. it's possible or Monday. But again, that kind of depends on how much the hurricane hovers and just kind of stays. But mm-hmm. I don't want to speculate. Yeah, either team really has a week that where they both have the buy in the same week. So, so they'd have to play like a Monday or Tuesday, probably. That would be my guess. I don't see a bye week. I only see one bye week for Elon coming up. I don't see another one for William and Mary. They have to have one. And I'm looking to see when it would be. Oh, those would be the first weekend, it looks like, of November. Gotcha. That's what it is. Well, it would take some finagling, that's for sure, but. Yeah. They're going to have something since it's a conference game. I got to hand it to this uh, little running back from Robert Morris. He's running hard. Oh, no, I saw that play. All right, so next question we had was from, I think it's Jacksonville 
State band member Kevin Geeter, and he asked, do you think the top ten is going to change for the week, and what teams do you see entering or leaving it? Somebody else go. I'm gonna pull up. My t- I'm gonna pull it up. And I yeah, actually, yeah, that's where I was headed to. I was headed to the stats uh, top twenty-five scoreboard. Yup. <laughs> we don't want that ranking because it's not right. Here we go. They can get here. Um. Well. Um, okay, nothing against the if if the if the teams that are playing this week that are in the top ten uh, lose these games, then they need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. You know, well, I, I'm sorry, but well, I'm looking I, at some of these matchups and I'm just like. I wouldn't say that if Eastern Washington loses, I wouldn't punish them because they, they lose to Washington State, an FBS team. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing the Washington State, but, you know, and, and we were even talking about, talking about that earlier, that, you know, that's actually, that that, that may be a winnable game for them. So I think I, it could I, be. I, yeah. Um, my only thought, though, is, I mean, they would be the only ones you, you, I'm looking. Uh, let me work my way back up their page here. Arkansas Pine Bluff going to South Dakota State. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, yeah, no. North Dakota and Sam Houston State. Yeah, that's not happening. That, that might happen. Based off of how Sam Houston State plays the same way they did last week, I think UND might be able to go in and beat them. Yeah, and and, and this isn't like it's not a knock on Sam Houston State. They just no, it's very it impressive that good last yeah. week. They did the same thing last year. I remember. I think it was week one as well. They didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you don't look impressive, we're going to say something about it. So yeah. that's a possibility. It'll be a game to watch at least. Oh yeah. The other game is a top ten. Yeah, and if you lose to North Alabama, I say I don't know if they. Knock them out, but it'd be at least close to the bottom half of the ten. They could keep it close. <laughs> yeah, I think the turning point yeah. of that game is is just the national anthem. <laughs> Let's hope that's not going to be a pretty game whatsoever. I sure hope so. I'd like to see more uh, our backups in again. Yeah, I don't think you got much to worry about there, Adam. I think that uh, North Dakota State. I don't think I did either, but Mm-mm. each day is a different day. Yeah, the only you know, and, and Mike of the of those that we're looking at here, Samford and Mercer. I thought, well, you know that that's yeah. a possible that's a possible game that that could be competitive. Now, I'm saying yeah. could be. Yeah. You also remember Samford's one loss is a. 10-point loss to FSU. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did have an impressive showing in Florida this week. That's for sure. That, I mean, that, that, that should be a big win. Well, and, and yeah, I just want to say, Stanford, 
they my only concern for them would be them just being so despondent about what happened at Florida State. But their quarterback seems to be the the kind of leader mm-hmm. to say, "All right, guys, on to the next one. It's whatever." And I must say about that Florida, like I, I watching Florida State these first two games, you know, I think they're a talented team, but I've never seen such stupid football out of a Seminole team. Just like I mean, yeah, literally no. stupid. That's that's the only way that I can describe it. It's just dumb the way that they're playing. And I'm just going to rest my case at that. That's not me trying to take anything away from Samford because even if Florida State plays stupid, they should run all, run all up and down the field on an FCS opponent. But, man. Um, but I, I, I just have a feeling that um, Samford's senior leadership, especially in the key positions, will be in a place where they're going to say, no, guys, um, we got to move past this. This is Mercer. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to point out too. You know, as for um, as you as you all said, there are really not a lot of opportunities, as on at least on paper, for a team to drop out of the top ten this week. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of chances for teams. You know, the top you know six to ten is already very crowded, and you can go further than that. But you look at you know Weaver State; they have an opportunity at home against South Dakota, and then Nichols and McNeese. The winners of those games really make the 6-10 to 10 a lot harder. That is true. That is very yeah. true. It's getting very crowded in the top. I'd say top 15, honestly. I have a question for you. Looking through the schedule, does Jacksonville State have another bye this week? They do, yes. So you have a bye, play a week, and then have another bye. Jeez. <laughs> That's the joy of starting on week zero. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Jeez. The only other game I see not really affecting the top ten is the Wofford game. That's another one that's an FBS game. Who are they playing? Which I, they're playing Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh. I think Wofford, Wofford might be able to go in and win that. Yeah, I was going to say, that could be a very interesting game because... I don't think Wyoming plays anybody with a triple option, and that's just an annoying thing to to go up against. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know who they played this year. Yeah, well, well I'm the Mountain West with Air Force. Conference they played. There's yet. anybody out west. Nobody would play the triple option. No, so, uh, it, it'll be a new look. Which take that for what it is, unless you have like a crazy run defense like a JMU or North Dakota State, the triple option could be a death sentence for you. Well, they they do play Air Force every year, but they haven't played this year yet, so. Does Air Force win the triple Air Force option? Still run the triple option? I don't, I don't think they still so. do or not. But the point better. is, no, right off Warford in that game because Wyoming's not the greatest program in the world. <laughs> no. No. They they generally play, though, well in Wyoming compared to they, the way they play on the road, though. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, it's kind of like Arizona. For some reason, Arizona plays really well in Tucson. Good luck playing them on the road because, well, that that should be pretty fun. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Looking to see who plays, who runs that triple option. 
I see anyone that does. Air Force, it says does, but other than that, yeah, they don't play anyone that has that triple option other than Wofford. Yeah, so like I said, I'll take that for what it is, and I, I don't, I don't expect that Wyoming is going to be too down on anybody coming in when they see a game that they think they can win. They're probably going to pull yeah, up no. and win that. Now that being said, um, as me personally, I'm not overly impressed with Wofford. I have them barely in my top ten because um, they did beat Chattanooga at the beginning of the year. I think it was, and Chattanooga looks like they're going to be a pretty good team. Was that Chattanooga? They beat somebody. Citadel. 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 And Citadel took Chattanooga to overtime. Um, So Citadel wasn't a bad team. Um, And Walford barely beat them. And then next weekend they beat someone not important at all. (laughs) They beat a team that hasn't won a game in two years at least. Exactly. So they won a game. VMI. Yeah. Oh, yeah, VMI. Yeah, they suck. JMU doesn't even I don't play know the last time they won a game. I, I don't. I don't even know. Um, so look at that right now. Actually, so Wolford, I think they're in the top eight, kind of based off of last year, and they're just kind of there. Because, and you know, even if actually that might be the only team where if they lose, even though it's an FBS opponent, people might be like, okay, let's just cut this Wolford crap, <laughs> because. Even last year, um, I don't think anybody was overly convinced with Walford. Um, at least I know that I wasn't. I was one of the people that was always like, "Why is Walford there? They haven't done anything." Every game they've, it was basically the same thing I was saying about Elon. Every game they won was like uh-huh. overtime or double overtime, and or they won by like three points. So, um, Walford still yeah. has a lot to show. You know, another touchdown. A what? While we're in the top 25 here, what do you guys think of our game of the week, Nichols and McNeese? Fantastic game. I think it's it's a good matchup for both teams because McNeese finally plays someone that's pretty decent after beating North Colorado and Houston Baptist. And Nichols, it's their first FCS test after playing two straight FBS games. So I think it's a good matchup for both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And, yeah. So I was going to say, as much as it sucks to say this, this game is a uh, it's a playoff game for them. Um, oh, because the winner sure. of the, the winner of this game is absolutely in the driver's seat. I think I heard from somebody that McNeese doesn't play any other top teams this year, I don't think. I think Nichols is throwing a shot at Southland. That wouldn't be surprising. They play Central Arkansas late in the season. Okay. Um, and, and me personally. That's probably the next. Yeah, I think Central Arkansas is. And they play BYU next week. Well, that's a loss. <laughs> yeah. If it's close, that might mean something to the committee. But that's not going to be close. That's why I you said know, yeah. after BYU gets beat up by Wisconsin this week, there that's probably an easy uh, 
oh, we need to we need to take care of business game, you know, for coming up you know, for following up week. Following. Yeah. Okay. I would actually be surprised if that game stayed close much past the third quarter, no matter no matter how well McNeese tried to play. Um so I and that's why I think that th- this game is clearly going to be crucial for both of these teams. Um Oh, I think yeah, more so at Nichols for McNeese. Schedule. Yeah. Um more so for They're McNeese. In the same boat. Yeah. They only put the only other good team they play is next week against Sam Houston. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's um, the bottom part of the conference. So they really need to do well in this game. That's that's just I mean that's that's just what needs to be said here because otherwise, when it comes to seeding the conferences, they're not going to get probably a good seed. Yeah, and and there there have been no. people going to get four seeds, and I'm just like, from where? <laughs> like, do you, honestly do you, do you guys see the Southland getting four? Four teams into no. the playoffs? No. I, I do not. No. I think they'll be lucky to get I two. Not with this right now. Like especially I with the way maybe that, two or three. Like with I think the way three that would be extremely generous. Yeah, and that's like not that's not me trying to knock them. Um, it just ain't happening. Um, I don't see anyone really getting more than four teams in this year. Except for maybe the big sky. Getting more than funny, I would have thought that you would have said the, uh, I would have thought that you might have said, you know, the Missouri Valley. The teams I've, some teams, I could see maybe four, but I don't see any more than that as of now. Me neither. Well, me neither from the Missouri Valley, um, just because they had a very funky and off first week. Um, yeah, that's a, I think that it's the Dakotas funny. out of Missouri Valley that are just like solidly three, and then Illinois State would be my fourth. But other than I that, think if we, other than that, maybe depending on how Southern does the rest of the year. Yep. Same with you and I. I don't see really any other teams. Having a chance, yeah, because everybody else has had some either lackluster performances or just losses that aren't going to look very good. Yeah, because you and I—they're the only team that's played against a top twenty-five team in their own one. Yeah, that was losing exactly. to Montana. Yeah, and you know they'll be able to rectify that in conference play. If it's and for me. Out of yeah. the AA, um, unless something catastrophic happens, my two locks yeah. are JMU and Villanova. And then I have these probably four or five teams fighting for probably three, just because I think that the CAA is going to look that at the same. So I've got Rhodey, Maine, um, Delaware, Stony Brook, and I'm forgetting one. Because I'm not even sure that, like, um, after I'm not sure that I'm going to put Richmond in a playoff 
consideration. Not after tonight. Like I, I, I was just so put off with that performance. I, I just can't see it happening. Give me one second. I'm pulling up my um. Okay. Oh, Elon. Right. So I've got Elon. Yeah, I've got Rhodey, Maine, Elon, Delaware, and Stony Brook. Right now, five teams that are probably going to be fighting for two, three spots. Um, and I could honestly see it being three just because, again, I think the CAA will look that strong. Uh, Towson yeah. could be a sleeper. Again, they have a um, – Joe Flacco's little brother looks like he's going to be a real quarterback, so we'll see what happens with them. And I never sleep on them because Maryland produces great football players, and I think that they can pop up at any time. But – yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and so I think that if any team or if any conference is going to get more than four, it's going to either be the Big Sky or um, the CAA this year. Yeah, because right now Towson's in the same boat for playoffs as Delaware is because neither team has made the playoffs since they were in the championship games. I believe. I don't think, I don't think Towson's made it since. How many years have been been since Towson was in the playoff game? Or was in the the championship? Is it 13? So this would be their fifth year, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while. That was the the year, supposedly, the second greatest FCS team ever won it. That was in. That was 2013. Okay. That was that season. So. That was was the season they lost 35 to seven to NDSU. That was a very good season. They had some stud running back. You probably know who I'm talking about, Preston. Can't remember his name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. Um, I remember because yeah. I, I remember I remember playing Towson that year, and I'm like, we don't lose to Towson. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, like was, they were the real deal that year, man. And that was that was I think that was um, Mickey Matthews last year as um, Jamie's football coach because um, yeah. we, we were here, we were bad. Um, so. That was, you know, have, you guys were fourth. That's the line. thing about the CAA, though. Um, that could be Rhode Island this year, um, coming out of nowhere. They were three and eight last year. Now they look like gangbusters, and that's that's just yeah. kind of what you kind of stockpile talent, stay dormant, and then one year just clicks. <clears throat> Terrence West. Yes, yes. It was under it was on the Wikipedia page. That's how I found it. So Wikipedia is smart for once. <laughs> like they're only good place. Usually a good place to look for stuff. Yeah. All right, look. Okay, so did we have any other fan questions? Yeah, we had one. I think we had one more. I'm trying to get back to it. Okay. Uh, well, while you're it looking, was, I, there's I a Montana a... question. Okay. I remember, I think it was, all right, here it was. Landon Johnston asked, how many more Grizz players 
will be arrested for assault by the time the season's over. Boy, Oh, jeez. <laughs> jeez. <sighs> I don't know. Was it just? I think it's just one this year. Well, I'm not answering that. <laughs> I, th- I say it stays at the one that's been arrested so far, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, they have to lock that down. Like, there's there's bad looks for a team, and then there's, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, I think we just leave that one there. Are you oh, guys, actually, you're back again right now, right? Preston? I'm sorry? These are your backups now, right? Oh, yeah, these are backups. Okay, good. They look good, though, as backups. Yeah, these these are definitely our backups. Um, yeah, you guys look like you're set for a few years on backups in depth. Um, yeah, offense and defense both have their backups in now. Um, after they busted for the 80-yard run, I think they said, okay, okay, let's uh, pump yeah, the break. It's 66 Give it up. Yeah. I want 73, though. Anyway, <laughs> so I actually yeah. do have a question for you guys. Out of All these right. teams, out of these teams at the bottom here, um, I'll go with the bottom five. We have um, Northern Iowa, South Dakota, UC Davis, Stony Brook, and Rhode Island. Which team has the, or which of these teams do you think has the best chance of not only getting into the top ten by the end of the year, but securing a um, top eight seed? Ooh. What were those teams again? We have Northern Iowa, South Dakota, UC Davis, Stony Brook, and Rhode Island. Ooh, Rhode Island, of course, has been as we've all we've all mentioned there that they've been impressive. Yeah. Questions: Do they keep it up? Right, and nothing against it. Are they going to play the? Are they going to play somebody other than JMU? That's going to, you know, pop them up there even to that to that next level. So yeah. I, th- I think they play Villanova. Oh, that would be a good game then. They don't um, play if, uh, give me one second. I'll uh, I'll pull up my schedule. Um, I think they play I got Villanova. It right here. Okay. They do not. They play the top teams. They play really are Maine, JMU. And then if New Hampshire gets their act together. Well, let's not count on New Hampshire because they haven't done anything this year. <laughs> I mean, clearly if they beat Jamie, which I don't think they will, that would be – I mean, that would catapult them into the top ten um, so long as they didn't have the other loss. But, yeah, I think if – I think I'm thinking maybe Rhode Island or USD right now. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking South Dakota personally. I'll I'll go different. I'll I'm, I'll go Stony Brook. I don't see it, but just looking at their schedule, they do they play all three of Villanova. They play they play Villanova, Rhode Island, Delaware, and James Madison. Only oh. James Madison is on the road. All of those are at home except James Madison. Mm, wow. So, yeah. I see maybe UC Davis too because they play 
Montana, Northern Arizona, and Eastern Washington this year. If they can win at least two of those games, I could see them maybe getting into the top eight. Because I think in these top conferences, if you have one loss and you're going up against another conference that, you know, let's say Walford goes undefeated in conference, a one-loss CAA team, a one-loss Missouri Valley team, a one-loss Big Sky team, I think that's more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, depending on who you lose. If goes undefeated and loses to a 9 or whatever, 10-1, 9-1 Stanford team. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Even though it's the Big South, it's Stanford. Exactly. actually move the ball. <laughs> they had to move the ball at some point, though, didn't they? Yeah, I know. And yeah, I know it's, our, uh, it's our backups that are in, and uh, I, I can hear the North Dakota State fans now. Oh, we didn't let them screw on us last year. <laughs> well, we also had our third streams in at halftime, so... Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Honestly, I think it's kind of silly to compare blowouts because they're blowouts. Now, if you want to compare, Next, if you looked at it, you guys, you guys made, gave up. Or you guys scored your big points after the first quarter. That's true. We scored a majority of ours in the first quarter. You can't right. really compare. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, so yeah, you both put up massive numbers at different points of the game. Um, I think we both, for you guys, did the exact same thing broke ridiculously long runs against them. So it's like, what are we really yeah. doing? I'm just, I'm just poo-pooing the fact that there's going to be those fans sort of like, Ugh, and it just makes me want to just punch a wall. Not literally, but like figuratively, because it's like, really, guys? Is this what we're arguing about? Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Oh, All right, let's see here. All right, here's a, just a conversation topic right now. If your team couldn't make the national championship, what would be your dream national championship? Oh, that's a good question. Uh Like, what two teams would I want to see go to the national championship? Yeah. <clears throat> like, practically wow. or completely out of the blue would be awesome. It's like your dream teams. It's like, it could be out of the blue, it could be realistic. Gotcha. Hmm. 
I'm not saying it's out of the realm, but I think it would be fun to see Delaware go back to the national championship and this time face Northern Iowa. You know, Northern Iowa has always had good teams, but they've never, I don't know that they've ever had a team that's gone to the championship. I'm not sure that they have either. They have. Look. I don't think they have. They've had, I think they've had some teams that have gotten close, but... Yeah. Maybe some other teams from the 90s. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, more like 90s. 90s teams, but... Let's see. Yeah, it looks like... I don't, they did. They had one in 05. 05, they lost by five to Appalachian State. Okay. They lost 21 16. That was when Appalachian State went on their three year run. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, mm. so I don't know if you guys Touchdown. know about this. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I was thinking oh, I in think the past. Oh, I think I it away for a second. So in 2007, um, JMU played Appalachian State first round of the playoffs. And I think we were down by like two or one, something ridiculous. We had the ball on like the 16-yard line with 30 seconds left. And we ran the ball and fumbled it. Oh. I see that now. You guys won by one. Yeah, they won by one point. You guys lost by one, I mean. Yeah. Want to talk about that? That was my freshman year. That was. Oh. Yeah, we were. we And uh, we brought uh, 125 band members and most of the drum line. So the bass drums had to go. Yeah, I was at that game. That was. That was rough. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like that was the last time Southern was really good. Pretty much. From what I'm seeing. Pretty much, yeah. Because they've been... I know they made it in 09. That year they were really good, it looks like. They finished third in the conference. Or the overall... Fudge sickles. That's a touchdown. All right. They were really. They weren't as good in '09, but still trying, pretty good. I'm trying to think of my dream. My dream matchup would probably be. I'd like to see maybe Montana and. Uh, I'd like to see Montana make it. And then maybe, maybe you and I again. Just because those are the two teams. Those are two of the teams that have made it to the playoffs the most, and two of the teams that have the most wins. Besides NDSU, but I like to see Montana and you and I. 
get like a little rematch this year. That would be a good matchup. That would be a good matchup, yeah. Um, I'm having a hard time with this. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, because I would love to see North Carolina and TN Championship clearly, but bless. <laughs> they have the option. Do they, do they have the option to go to playoffs? I thought they, they were contracting that bowl game. There's a. They have the option. They turned it down last year. Gotcha. Well, apparently it sounds like they want to go this year, so it'll be interesting. Anyway, I think um, they should. I mean, I, th- I think most of FCS fans, even the trolls, think that they should. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I just, yeah, they really should. Um, yeah. If if A and T did go to the playoffs, I would love to see them in a championship because they would travel well. Um, they might not have traveled well mm-hmm. down to Jackson, but for something like that, they would absolutely travel well, and they would bring their band. Um, oh yeah. So and then I would probably go with. This is hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to take A&T out of it. Um, I would like to see Eastern Washington and Jacksonville State. Ooh. I think that would be a good one. Rematch of when was it? 2014 when Jenkins got hurt. And and two teams Uh, that... Up and Cheney. Yeah. Two teams that, you know, don't play completely different styles. Yes, JSU is based in defense, but clearly they have offensive firepower, and everybody knows about Eastern's uh, offense, but what they don't know is, hey, their defense is pretty good, too. So... Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Like, I think even this year... I'll probably have an article coming out within the next couple months on their defense... Yeah, because it's it's much better than people give them credit for. They say, "Oh, you oh, know, it's the pretty good." It's it's the big sky. They don't play defense out there. No, they yeah, they do. East, might not be a lot of other teams, but Eastern plays defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You, you, you had half of mine. Did I um, now? I decided. I also decided half Eastern Washington. But I'm a I'm a I'm a throw in another Alabama school, but Sanford. Just the offensive Ooh. showdown that would be. Gage versus what's his name? Yeah, Gage versus Hodges. Hodges. Oh, that game would be like yeah, fifty nine to fifty seven. Both are, yeah, both are top three in offense. Oh yeah, that would be a good matchup actually. That's probably one of the realistic matchups for this year. That's true. Um, if NDSU or whoever doesn't, uh, NDSU or JMU flop somehow, 
they'll definitely. Oh no. Did his fumble it? No. No, he's hurt. Maybe he's just a cramp. I hope it's just a cramp. Granted, that's our fifth running back, but he's a freshman. He's a freshman. If he did, God help him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fumble. Oof. I'm with you, Press. I can see those NDSU fans now. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, not gonna be I'm over it. Huh. Um. We want to make some picks. I'm down to make some picks. Let me grab my computer. I know we've we've not put anything out on how we do on our picks, but let me grab my computer. Okay. If you're, we could we could do that at the end of the season too. Just put out our overall. Games this week. If I have a chance on Sunday, I might actually sit down and try and knock some of that out. I know that you guys made your picks last week without me, but that's okay. Um, Hope they made it without me too. <laughs> Thank you, Colgate and Campbell. That's all I'm saying. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think the first game that we should definitely uh, weigh in on, Nichols and McNeese State. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, uh, I don't know. I'm a tough time picking this one. Let's see. Let's see here. Um. No. No. I'm gonna go with Nichols or McNeese to win this. I see it. Well, I'm gonna go with last second touchdown with a minute to go. McNeese wins it. Is it at McNeese? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not that it really really matters. I was just curious. Yeah, I don't well, think it's a week but... where it really matters who who's who's at home. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think I'm gonna go I ahead don't know. I, I my gut is my gut is just telling me to go with McNeese State. I'm just gonna do it. Mhm. I just think they're gonna be Ed is telling me I should go with Nichols, but then I'm also sitting here with a migraine, so I shouldn't listen to that. So I'm going to go, I'll do McNeese. Yeah. Thank you, Preston. 
Um, I'm picking McNeese um, as well, just be uh, and just because I think that they're, they're one of those teams that felt like they should have been in the playoffs last year, and I think that even if there's players that weren't on the they're going to be mm-hmm. on them about look. Nobody's going to just to put us in the playoffs. We need to earn it. So let's earn it. And I think they're going to come out firing on all cylinders. Yeah. It's definitely the season hot. Clearly cooled off last week. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a gut feeling for me. I just I just really think that McNeese is going to come out and just. I'm not saying they're going to blow them out or anything. I just think that they're going to come out no. with their head on fire. I'm gonna go in the opposite direction. Um, you know, last last season, they, th- these two teams started the season off. Nichols win by a safety. Um, I, yeah, I, look, I try to look at the team statistics, and um, Nichols is top fifty in uh, defense. They're number forty-one. McNeese is not in the top fifty in offense. Nichols is not in the top fifty, but McNeese is, is at number thirty-one in offense. You know, Nichols is start off season two straight road games against FBS teams. They won one of those at West oh. Kansas, but still. But then they got whooped by Tulane. Uh, McNeese, they have not looked impressive yet. You know, start off season. I know Northern Colorado is not a team to take lightly, but and they only scored 17 points. They did win by three. And then last week at Houston Baptist, they they, they ended up winning by 17, but they did give up 31. So I I'm gonna take Nichols, and I think Nichols they came out they sort of came out of nowhere last season. They want to take that next step and challenge Sam Houston for the conference title, and I think this is where it's got to take place. It's on the road at McNeese. We've already had two road games against two FBS opponents. The last week they already played in Louisiana. So I, I think Nichols will be ready to take that next step, and they will get by McNeese. For sure. I could see that happening, too. Touchdown. All right, who wants to throw out the next game? Um, that is the one I was looking at. How about Cornell at Delaware? Ooh, I can see that being a fun game. I, I can see it being a close, close scoring or high scoring game. So, me, um, I've watched a little bit of Delaware um, these past couple weeks. Um, I think they got their defense right now. Um, Can't really say anything about Cornell since we haven't seen them. Um, Yeah. my, My gut is telling me to go with Delaware on this one. Um, probably by about 10 points. I know point spread doesn't really matter here, but I just think yeah. that at the end of the day, Delaware is going to flex their muscles and their defense is going to lock them. Yeah, like you said, Cornell hasn't had – they haven't even played yet, so I'm sure they're itching to get on the football field, show what they can do. You know, Delaware, close loss in the season moving to Rhodey. They bounce back, shut out Lafayette. Their third straight game at home, I don't think they have any problem with the Big Red. I think they went by at least three touchdowns. I'm kind of thinking along the same lines. You know, this isn't a, t- a team we've seen yet, but 
I don't think it's going to matter. I think this is a team that's going to, you know, lose mightily to uh, to Delaware. I don't see this game being close. I'm not going to give you three touchdowns, but but I would say it's going to be at least two. Yeah. Right. I'll go Delaware. Adam, are you going for the sweep here? Um, yeah, I'm going to go Delaware. I see them covering the spread. They're favored by seven right now. I see them at least covering it, maybe beating it. Yeah, Delaware. All right. That was my pick. <laughs> All right, let's see. I guess. You want to go Dakota? Yeah, I'll throw out Mercer and Sanford. Um, Sanford, you, you know, we just don't know where they're where they're at psychologically after that really brutal game last week, Florida State. So it's going to be interesting. But I think, like I said earlier, you know, All American quarterback Devlin Hodges. I think he's going to be fine. I think Sanford's going to be fine. They're going to defend their home field, and I, I think they uh, cruise by Mercer. It may be close. They may be slow starting out, but I, I think by the second half, you, you'll, you'll just see Sanford pulling away. Um, I don't think it's the second half. <laughs> Sanford's at home. They just came off that Florida State game. They've got something to prove after that, maybe, maybe not. But at the same point, they are going to be fired up for that home game. I, I, I think it's Sanford going away. Um, I think I'm going to echo those sentiments. I think they might have a slight hangover, kind of like A&T did in the first quarter um, against Gardner-Webb. I think I think Sanford will have a very, very slight hangover in the first Back to it and and. It, this might be one of those games. Like, I think I said this for someone last week. Oh, I'm mean Christian, who didn't really impress. <laughs> it was, you know, if you don't win this game by 30, what, what are you doing? Stanford wants to be serious title contenders, be considered top 10, potentially top five. These are the games that they need to win by 40. So, I would say Samford, they should win by at least four touchdowns. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Stanford, I'll even have a score for you. I'm thinking Stanford, Stanford 44, Mercer 7. Woof. So I'm thinking, I think Stanford, like I said, I think Preston's right, they'll have that Hanover in the first quarter. It'll be seven nothing after the first Mercer, and then Sanford will turn it on in the second and just run it, run away with it. Got it. Hey guys, so, all right. So let's throw in a game. These 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 picks are a lot more fun when we might have a chance to disagree. Let's go with Georgetown at Dartmouth for our next <laughs> consideration. One Georgetown. Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why but I like I said before, I don't you don't see much anything new yet, literally from Dartmouth. But I think Georgetown wins it by three points. Guys, I'm sorry. Georgetown 
just to me is one of those teams that, boy, I, I wonder if they they would match up better against the, the Division Two schools this year. I, I'm going Dartmouth. Or every year. <laughs> yeah. yeah or that. I just went with my gut. I mean, I mean, last week we picked Campbell, Georgetown, who knew nothing about the teams. I went against Georgetown. It, it was in my favor, so this week, give me Dartmouth. Okay. And I am going with Dartmouth. Um, Georgetown not only let me down last week, they embarrassed me, and I'm never picking them again to win another game. <laughs> <laughs> Look bad against some freaking camels. I promise I'm not a Michigan. I'm trying to find the game here. Let's see. I have one. Let's go with. I got go one. for it. Let's do Morgan State at Albany. That's what. That's the one I was going to pick. <laughs> I was looking for a team that. I was looking for two lower teams. Give them some love. Okay, so um, actually, um, granted, I said go with that one. I actually think Albany's going to win this game. Um, I do too. I think I think they scheduled this game because it's Morgan. And don't get me wrong, Albany has looked very, very bad this year, very, very bad. But they have somewhat of a decent defense and. I haven't seen anything from Morgan State to make me think that they will even win one game this year unless they play against mm-hmm. the division. So give me um, give me Albany. I wouldn't say running away, but maybe a comfortable 10 to 14 points. Yeah, I got him winning by 21. And see, yeah, honestly, same. I thought that game might be a bit closer, but, but I was going to do Albany as well. Yeah, Albany. Yeah, and then Dakota, are you going Albany on that as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're gonna need to start it. doing heads. <laughs> I got one now. Okay, Preston, I'm gonna give you the floor. Texas Southern versus Alcorn State. Ooh. Ooh. Man. Hold on. Last year was a seven-point win for Alcorn. Ooh. This is a good one. Both, Yeah, both teams are one and one. Um, I mean, Alcorn's one wins against a D2 school. They got shut out by Georgia Tech. Texas Southern, Kynes, you know, their one win was against um, another D2 school. And then they lost to Texas State last week. Yeah, I was still two possessions. They uh, they should have beat Texas State. That's where um, Jamie's old coach is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, he 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 kind of left us in the middle of the night, and we're a little bitter about it. We like when he loses. Ooh, sounds like Jamie has to okay. back in right now. If I another good game to mention. I'm actually going to go with Texas Southern on this one. 
Um, give me, give me Alcorn. I'm going with Dakota. Just based off last right. year's performance, I'll take Alcorn as well. I just flipped a coin. I'm going Alcorn. <laughs> flipped a coin. All I'm going to say. Oh, power just blinked out. That's not good. See, I'm trying to find another game to get some of those lower teams some love. You know, nothing against it. Let's go back to an upper team here. Eastern Washington no, and Washington um, State. We had we had a little bit of a discussion on it earlier. I'm just yeah. checking to see what, what's everybody's pulse on this. Washington E-W-U. State, not a team that is, is, is – I don't think that they're going to run away with this game by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. Eastern yeah. Washington has the offense to keep up with Washington State. It's just going to be whose defense can get that crucial stop when it's needed most. And honestly, give me Eastern Washington. I think they're going to go into Pullman and they're going to shock the Cougars. Nice pick. I think they nice they have Washington. the stud offense. I, I, they have the stud offense to hang with Washington State, and I think they're going to have a little bit better defense. They're going to be amped up, ready, motivated to play this game. I think their defense can get a key stop, turnover, whatever it takes. And I think the Eagles come away with a win. I'm with I'm – with, who is that, Dakota? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm with Dakota. Eastern comes away with a win. Um, I'm a terrible uh, FCS person. Um, <laughs> Here you are couple years ago and beat them. Now, I know just in general, if I was an FBS school and I was playing an FCS school that beat me years ago and we were playing them again, I want to beat the brakes off of them. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's not what I'm going to say is going to happen because I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think that Eastern Washington will play them very well. I just think that State is going to there's no way we can let this happen again. And the only reason why they won't get beaten into the ground is because they're that good. I think that Washington State will probably win this game by about 10 points. Um, Again, not a blowout, but I just see them bending over backwards and saying, we are not losing. Right. Yeah. No, I'm going with Washington State too, but I think this game's going to the fourth quarter. And, yeah. and if Washington State lets up in the slightest, you know that they're going to be. So, but I'm mm-hmm. going with Washington State as well. Let's see, there's another good game this week. Which one was it? Was oh, South Dakota at Weaver State. Oh, how do we skip over that? I just, I'm like, I knew it. I can't remember which game it was. I just saw it. I think USC wins it by three points. We've only got a few more minutes here, guys. So, uh, rapid fire, I'm going with South Dakota. Um, Weber has great, but I just think South Dakota go in there and actually win that one. You know, yeah. from what I've been seeing of Weber State, I just feel that Weber State should, should take this game. So I, I'm going to go Weber State. 
Yeah, I, Dakota, I'm go I heard Jeff. a yeah. Uh, okay, State. go ahead. Weaver State, okay. Yeah. Weaver State. And Adam, oh, Adam, were you Weaver State or South Dakota? Uh, I was South Dakota by three. Okay. Anybody got a last game for us? Um, or maybe two. We have four minutes. You can make you might be able to get two quick picks. Two. You know what? We go ahead. We could do College of Idaho at Portland State. Well, it's not like Idaho has looked very impressive. <laughs> well, neither has Portland State. So when's the last yeah, time? Yeah. yeah, when's the last time Portland State looked impressive? Um, <laughs> it's true. This is the game know, of the week, and I would say that that's the W-E-A-K. Um, I'll still take Portland <laughs> State here. Might be their one win of the year. Washington yeah, State's I'll, I'll take Portland one State. Okay. I'm going to go with Idaho. Um, they came in trying to say all that noise. Um, they got to step up uh, and not, produce. It's not like, University of Idaho. Oh, Idaho State. No. Oh. College of Idaho. That's a... I think they're. Mm, I don't even. I think they're like NAIA school. Oh. Portland okay. State. Yeah, Portland State. I'm trying to see if I can gotcha. throw you guys off a little bit. Adam, hold on. Who do you got? Uh, Portland State. I'm trying to okay. throw at least one of you off, and I did it. All right, we want to wrap it up. Yep, I say that that's worse for me. Yep, yep, I just got yelled. Right. Good. All right, wonderful guys. Thanks the, for. Uh... This has been the four FCS fanatics show. Tune in next week as we will be discussing the recap of week three and previewing week four. All right, guys. Thanks, happy guys. football. I'd say stay safe. Have a great week, guys. Everybody else, stay safe. Yep, you too. You too. Good night. 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 Night.